Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is produced in association with Jazz Times. French accordionist Ludovic Bayer is an enthusiastic cheerleader for his chosen instrument and the many different styles and traditions around it. With the band, the Django All-Stars, he celebrates the gypsy jazz of guitarist Django Reinhardt from the 30s and 40s, along with new compositions he and his bandmates have written in that style. Ludovic's stylistic influences are broad, and he delights in bringing it all to his playing. I spoke with Ludovic from his home in Paris. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Ludovic Bayer was brought up on the French tradition of accordion playing. I asked him to explain exactly what that means. In a way, it's a very good question, and uh, it's not so easy to answer, but what I can tell you is that uh, French accordion culture in, in France, of course, is very, very important. And you have two sides two main music coming from accordion music. The first one is folk music, very traditional, coming from the countryside, very traditional. For me, I can make the, the comparison with the Brazilian foro, you know, meaning mm. that in the country, in Brazil, it's something very deep inside the culture of the, of the countryside. And the other thing is the accordion in Paris during the swing uh, era, meaning when Django Reinhardt start to play the banjo with accordion players and when everybody start to discover the swing coming from America, because after World War II, after the war, the American brought the Duke Ellington and Glenn Miller music. So a lot of accordion players like uh, Tony Murena, like Joe Priva, they started to swing with the accordion. What we call the French accordion tradition, meaning the swing and the waltz. You have the three times waltz. Boom, chak, chak, boom, chak, chak. This is the traditional way.
But if you add the swing, you have and in that case, the French tradition for accordion is called swing musette. Musette is the tradition because it's 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 from the countryside, really, really folk music, and the swing. And Django Reinhardt, the guitarist, and also another family playing gypsy jazz called the the Ferré, Matlo Ferré, Pierre Barro Ferré, that also guitar players at the same time that Django uh, Reinhardt, they are very famous to play with accordion players. <laughs> accordion music brought during the swing uh, era in Paris created the swing music, which is um, how I started to meet years after some uh, gypsy uh, guitar players as an accordion player. Thank you. 
Ludovic Bayer on accordion with the Django All-Stars from their CD, Attitude Manouche. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. So there wasn't an accordion tradition before this period that you're talking about in France? Before. This really was how this was created? Yeah, because before, you know, the accordion was brought in France by Italian because they open uh, bars and um, and this is really came from Italy. The accordion city in Italy is Castel Fidardo. And during the, the early um, past century, I mean 1910, 1920, factories of accordion was like Ford producing cars in America, in a way, you know, is full of accordions everywhere. And when they went to France, the Italian immigrants, they brought the accordion. Then it started to blend with the traditional diatonic accordion from France and then try to afterwards mix with the swing uh, from the, the 40s. So this is how the history started. And I have to ask, because I have learned, I didn't know this before, but I told you I talked to Gil Goldstein. I now know that there are many different kinds of accordions. Maybe. So I need you to tell me what kind you play so that the nerds in our audience will know that I asked this question. So tell me. So the, the, for, the, for the little story, the French system, in fact, is an Italian system. Uh, when you have the button on the... Uh, right side of the instrument. Sometimes in America, in Germany, you can find a keyboard like piano keys. Okay. In Europe, it's more buttons. France, Italy, it's buttons. And you have several kind of organization of the buttons on the keyboard. So you have three systems, mainly the Finnish for Scandinavia, the Bayan for Russia, Eastern Europe, and the CBA, which is an Italian system for French. And for the story, when I had the chance to play with Tut Stillmans, the harmonica player, he said, oh, you know, I started with accordion, but in Belgium, they have their own system, the Belgium system. Is it a lot of work to go from one accordion to another? These oh, yes. sound very complicated because, to uh, me. Because the, the, the button system, you have basically is three rows at the basis. Sometimes you have four and five rows. It's just a repetition of the first or the second row. But the button organization could be the reversed. If you have the C on the first row on the Italian system, it could be on the third row on the Bayern system. So it's the reversed. On the left hand, you have several types of instruments. You have instruments like piano, which a free bass, meaning you can play back 
in the text, you know, if you play classical music, because on the small buttons, you have the mirror organization of the right hand in the left hand. So you can play like a piano player. And you have three rows of bass, meaning one octave, but very deep and low notes. So that's why if you play the free bass, you have also the different systems like the Italian, the, the French, the Bayern. And so that's why it's a really uh, cultural uh, instrument based on the country you live. Because mm. if you learn accordion in France, no, 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 nobody asks you, do you want to choose a keyboard? No, no, it's CBS system. Is button accordions. If you are in Germany, you get a chance to have a piano keyboard instead of the buttons. So it's really local in a way. things on your CD, Made in Black, that I noticed, well, on all of your playing, it's amazing because it sounds like you have four people going on, two accompanying and two playing over it. But on this particular track on Preludio, you there's no overdubbing. It's no, no. just you playing. So talk about that because it's fascinating and beautiful. <clears throat> Which is interesting. And when you have an accordion, in fact, you can think in 3D three dimension you have one bass part so you can play like bass line to put the groove but if you change the register you can use a different sound which is very high contrary to the lowest sound of the bass so you can use it as a counter melody or something and after you have the the chords sections it's only made of three ads three notes you press one button and you have the first the third and the fifth major minor seven and seven diminished chords so if you have a little bit clever about it you can uh, think like um, 
uh, in a big band, a saxophone, a trumpet sections, or in the orchestra, to the cello, um, viola, and uh, violin sections. So you can put more than six or seven uh, voices at the same time. And because the reeds of the accordion sounds quite the same, you can really create the atmosphere and uh, to have a, a pad of sounds. And if you switch at the moment to play a bass part, you can switch, change the register. You can be more like a solo instrument with a bass player doing some more rhythm part. So that's why it's very important to think uh, the instrument, not only uh, to play folk music like boom tak tak boom tak tak but to use everything to complete the harmony, the chord, the voicing, everything. And um, you can create uh, a small uh, orchestra. From his CD, Made in Black. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I commented to Ludovic that his playing can sound like a theater organ. Something very interesting. On the register, on the accordion, you have several reeds. It's like um, on the organ, you have 16, 8, 4. So it's like it's, it's quite the same uh, spirit. Have you studied orchestration? You literally have an orchestra. Under yes, your ten I, I was in the in, in the conservatory, so I met some uh, writing writing classes. You know mm. how to make arrangement classes, and also I I, I listened a lot, uh, everything, and uh, from big bands, from uh, orchestral, 
And um, I had a big uh, passion for harmonies, voicings, mm. and how to find and uh, the color and uh, how to to make the sound between rhythm and harmony. So this is something I really like. Oh, yeah. Well, and it comes across so beautifully in your music. And you brought me some fabulous tracks. You brought me Charlie Hayden and Michael Brecker on Bittersweet. Talk about this track <clears throat> and why you love this. This album, American... Um, Dreams. I remember American Dreams, yes, exactly. First, I discovered this album because I, I was uh, searching for a lot of versions of It Might Be You. This is from the movie Tootsie. And uh, I found this version of the Charlie Haddon album. So, of course, I was a big fan of Michael Brecker because of what he did um, uh, with um, the, the, the Steps Ahead uh, band and everything. And when I started to really listening to the American Dreams, uh, Charlie Haddon, and for the, the story, it was the first CD I ordered from Amazon. You know why? Because in France, it was impossible to find this recording, except if you order online. But at that time, nobody was ready to order online, really. So I, I took a chance and said, I, I need this album. So I will try to, 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 to order from Amazon and it came to my house, so it was more than 20 years ago. And this particular uh, song, Bittersweet, I don't know, but always it's giving me an emotional uh, thing that I cannot explain. And the melody and everything. And if you know the story of Michael Brecker and also how he ended his life, it was so sad. And uh, for me, this song is the perfect a reflection of the human being and not the musician. It's more than this. And Charlie Haddon was also that kind of player. And you have Brad Meldo on the keyboard. So I I, I never met Charlie Haddon or Michael Brecker. I had a chance to meet Brad Meldo. We had a small talk about this album. And uh, the way it is arranged for the strings, a small combo, a very you know, simple thing, but the music is so right. So this track for me is one of my favorite.
I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Our show is made possible in part with generous support from Steinway and Sons. Additional support is provided by Jazz Times Magazine, providing entertaining and provocative coverage of the jazz scene since 1970. On the web at jazztimes.com. For a schedule of upcoming programs, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can listen to Jazz Inspired on your favorite podcast platform and email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stride Queen. Although we broadcast on NPR stations, we're an independent production not funded by NPR. Please visit jazzinspired.com to find out how you can chip in and support us. No gift is too small. And please write a review on Apple Podcasts, which is the best way for us to entice others to listen to the show. Thanks for helping us spread the word and celebrate our 22 years on air. I asked my guests to send me five recordings that have most inspired them. Out of all of the Stefan Grappelli tracks he's heard over the years, my guest, French accordionist Ludovic Bayer sent me Alabama Bound. I asked what makes this recording so special to him. Because this track is the, the best period for Stefan Grappelli as a violinist. The way he's swinging the notes and the sound, it's, it's incredible. And this is really the French touch, I mean. He had the swing coming from America in Paris, and a lot of musicians uh, made an answer to Afro-American jazz, you know. They made something new in the old continent, something new in the old Paris uh, cultural uh, background of music. And Stéphane Grappelli uh, is an influence for every jazz violin player. I had a chance to play with uh, Didier Lockwood. We talked about it a lot. And, uh, and he said, nobody can replace Stefan Grappelli, so unique. And for me, this strike, every time it gives me joy, it's a picture, a postcard of the, the good times, you know, the whole good times, when maybe things was not so easy, of course, uh, problems still here, but 
it was a, a kind of interpretation for the past with p people happy uh, dancing, listening to live music. And Allow Me Be Bound and Stefan Grappoli playing. For me, it's, it's a joy. The Django All-Stars and getting this group together, I think it's got to be a challenge when so many people play this music and love this music to do something unique with it for your group. So talk about that and how you all think about it and just talk about that. The, the Django All-Star, the name is a really All-Stars because before playing together, we all play with the best of the style, guitarist like uh, Birelli Lagrange, Stokelo Rosenberg or Angelo De Bar. So we learned that music with the real gypsy Manouche uh, legacy from Django Reinhardt. And when we came together at the beginning, it, it was just to make a tour in the US, you know, because Pat Phillips and Ethel Estrada called us, they, they brought the lineup And then we started to tour. Uh, but at the beginning, we play minor swing, nuage, like the standards. But afterwards, we started to create some originals. And then it is very interesting because the originals uh, gave a new sound, something different. We tried to mix uh, the tradition of Django with our influences from uh, Eastern Europe uh, music, but also from more uh, mainstream uh, jazz. Thank you. 
Django All-Stars on Laugh with Charlie from their CD, Attitude Manouche, with my guest, Ludovic Bayer on accordion. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. So the spirit of Django is always over you. Yes, because... Um we met uh, Babic, the, the Django's uh, son, mm. so we knew him, so we know how he was thinking about his father and how he was thinking about the music. And he always said, Django would like you to play new music. Django will never um, stay playing the same music. Maybe if Django uh, passed away 20 years later, he will move forward for years you know, after the 50s, in the 60s, maybe explore a Jimi Hendrix sound or something. <laughs> we don't know. And if you, if Django was there in the 80s, he will play fusion fusion music. Um, mm. You know, it's, it's impossible to stay in one uh, period of, um, of Django's music. Because if you uh, make... Um, uh, analysis of Django's uh, music, starting in the 40s, 80s, uh, 30s, 40s, and after he discovered the electric guitars, not exactly the electric. I was just going to say that, right, but he right, he moved a, on. a steamer on the acoustic guitar, plugged into an amp, and when you are listening, the last period of Django, when he was playing with um, this sound, he created a completely new concept that influenced a lot of guitar players, including Jimi Hendrix. Right, right. And and uh, Stefan did as well, because oh. he moved on. I mean, when they split up, of they course. went in different directions. They weren't doing recreations of what they'd done in the 30s or 40s. You know that Stefan Grappelli uh, played on the Pink Floyd uh, album, but they, they, they didn't keep his, take, his recording at the beginning. But when the Pink Floyd uh, made the, the new edition of the album, they included the Stefan Grappoli take. So do you play any of the standards when you, when you tour or is it all originals with the All-Stars? Mo- mostly it's all originals, but we always play one or two standards because we, mm. we like to do it. And sometimes we, we are choosing a different one every day, mm. every night. And uh, and to give you an example, uh, the last concert we play a tribute to Serge Gainsbourg. Oh. Serge Gainsbourg, and we made a recording with the All Star during the, the the first lockdown. So we recorded at home. So the release of the album was made in France in June. So we play um, some songs for Serge Gainsbourg, like uh, La Javanaise, things like this. And uh, sometimes now, in every concert, we play one or two songs for Serge Gainsbourg. Thank you. 
I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. My guest is French accordionist Ludovic Bayer. I asked Ludovic about recording with an accordina. The accordina, the, the history is very interesting. At the beginning, it was only made for accordion players to practice when they are traveling in the train, because you cannot... Accordion, it's little little bit heavy in a way, mm. you know, so you cannot open the case and put the accordion on your knees and start to play in the train. So the accordion or well, the small thing with the keyboard looks like a melodica, but the sound is more a hybridation between harmonica and accordion because you have same reads than in accordion, only one, uh, one voice. Uh, and uh, the sound is direct. You, you know, it's like a wind instrument. You have no beloved, uh, nothing. You just blow into it and you, you have the direct um, uh, sound. And you create the sound, you know, so it's very direct, the, the, the feeling. And uh, at the beginning, it was just for practicing, so nobody cares, you know. It was uh, maybe they sold a couple of accordion in the early 60s, but not so much. And uh, afterwards, on free markets in the 80s, 90s, you can buy an accordion for mostly nothing, no money, very, very cheap. And uh, some players started to play jazz with the accordion, uh, like Richard Galliano, for example, and they start to play the accordion. And then when I was a kid, I, I went to a music shop and that one accordion was on the display. I said, OK, I will buy it. And, uh, and after, a few people start to make new accordions. Ah. So we started to have, um, um, I started to, be, to have a very interesting collaboration with Marcel Dreux. We made very, very interesting instruments. It kept the tradition, but because it was not a real instrument, more something to practice, we tried to transform the sound into something more um, musically more uh, serious, if I can tell the word. So you actually changed the design of the, it? Or the, the design must be the same. But uh, the way... But just how you approached it? Yes, yeah, the reads. And, and also, um, because there is a few players, so you don't have any references. So mm. you need to create your own uh, way. So I really created uh, my own vision, you know, um, because the sound... 
could be it's really um, linked to the player way to to create the sound you know in the mouth uh, is like a trumpet saxophone player you create your own sound and your own technique some, somehow mm. so um, i have two influences to play accordina the first is jolovano because we had him as a guest uh, with the jingle all stars uh, and in dressing rooms just play the saxophone give me an idea about how to start to play the accordion with the compression into uh, your mouth, you know. And after, when I met Toots, Toots say, okay, if I give you one advice, maybe the accordion, you have to think more than me when I play harmonica. And he just say, but for the concert, don't play accordion. You play accordion, I play harmonica. Nah. Because, <laughs> because he knew that the two instruments somehow could be quite similar in the um, the perception of the of the sound and because toots was a very big influence for me uh, i put in my playing some of his techniques you know mm, which mm. is not in the in, in the same instruments but that's why i also composed that that song that uh, you found in the django all-star new york sessions is uh, around toots i think a lot of people would hear it and think it was a harmonica if they, you know, they could mistake it because it's an unusual sound that most it's of us aren't. It's my fault. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, I say it is a good thing. <laughs> no, because you, you have also you have two ways to 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 play accordina. You can uh, choose uh, the way to be close to the harmonica. You know very closer to harmonica but on the contrary you can you could be uh the opposite would be to play like an accordion on the accordion which is for me uh not uh, my my choice because if you want to play accordion you play already accordion so okay so if you play this instrument the accordion is something different it's a, mm. a different instrument it's not at all the same you don't use the same fingering the techniques that everything is different it should be different to be interesting i think i think so too
I would love you to talk about El Cartel. Is that how you pronounce ah, El it? El Cartel, yes. Yes, it it was it fascinated me, but it also it just engaged me. It's wonderful. Talk about this track. I loved it. <clears throat> you know, uh, we had a concert with the Jungle All Stars in the Albuquerque in New Mexico. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce in uh, I loved English. how you pronounced it. It's Al- Albuquerque. Albuquerque, yes. I know, it's, it's, it's a, a really sick. crazy no, one. It looks <laughs> funny for me, but... Uh, it looks funny for us. Okay. So, so don't worry about it. Yes. So Albuquerque, <laughs> we, we had a concert there. And uh, when one morning after the breakfast at the hotel, I opened the window and I, I see a desert, you know, like this. And uh, because Albuquerque is uh, the town where they, they made the, the net... the the Breaking Bad uh, right. uh, thing, you know. The series, yeah, exactly. That, that I, I never, I, I never uh, watched this uh, series. I don't know why, but for me, I, I was thinking about something and melodies coming into my head. It, it was El Cartel. I, I started to record on my laptop, you know, the idea of this song. And when, after the tour, I forgot about it. Oh. And when... Uh, during the lockdown, I watched Netflix. I had uh, this. Um, uh, Breaking also, Bad? Not Breaking Bad, uh, Narcos, about oh, right. uh, Pablo Escobar and Colombian thing. And I thought that my melody uh, was something sounding like um, Latin America, like in Colombian music and something. And uh, and because of the Albuquerque Breaking Bad about drugs and narcos, I <laughs> thought that El Cartel could be a name for the song, but uh, without any, you know. And, and the melody uh, reminds me a lot of uh, Latin America, mm. you know, a melody mm. from the 60s and the 70s. And, uh, and so I, I recorded it for my solo album. And uh, believe it or not, but it was the track that... Every radio station uh, choose for you know as a playlist because they they really like the uh, the, the the melody and mm. uh, and with the all stars uh, I think um, we will record it. Uh, oh, good! Soon. Yes. Well, it's wonderful. It's so engaging. The melody is wonderful, but also the rhythm of it, the whole vibe of it, is fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. 
You brought me an incredible Dave Grusin track, Cherokee. My head exploded when I listened to this. You have to talk about this track. It just, ay, ay, ay. Plus, I love Cherokee. Who doesn't? But talk about this recording and why the, you said it to The me. GRP big band for me was a discovery. But in France at that time, it was mostly impossible to find a CD on anything. So I, I was listening into a tape, uh, um, uh, a small tape like this, and the sound was sometimes not so good. But... For us, French musicians, the GRP Big Band was a kind of dream uh, project. And I had a chance to, to play with Tom Scott at, uh, with the Django All-Star um, in Los Angeles some years ago. And, um, and I think the Cherokee version is, of course, you have top trumpet leads, uh, lead player playing the solo, but the rhythm section, Jean Paritucci and Dave Wickle and Everything, it was, um, it's like a marathon, you know, it's so fast. But the music, <laughs> the music is inside and you can hear every note and everything is clear and you have, and, and because they use also, I think it was one of the solo of Clifford Brown, they make the harmonization of, of it on Cherokee. And um, the first time you hear that kind of music, you make a very simple um, uh, statement for yourself. I know why I want to play jazz music. I know what I want to be able to play. Even if we know that everybody will say it's too fast, it's too much notes and blah, blah, blah. But no way. This is music. You play with your heart. You play with whatever you play. If you play it sincerely with your heart, this is this is you and the Cherokee version. You can hear that everybody is having fun. Trust me. Every time I went to a gypsy camp to play with gypsy players, I opened the the, the door of my cars. I put this the <laughs> the tape into the the radio uh. on the car, you know, and, I, and everybody was saying, "What is it? What is it? I need the, I need it. I need it. I need the tape. You, I want a copy of that." And uh, and now, of course, uh, with Apple, uh, uh, Deezer, or Spotify, you can find it very easily.
this is great. I love your music. The CDs are fabulous. You're just off a gig. It's quite there. It's late in France, but you stayed up and did this for me. So I really appreciate it. So thank you so much. And I'm going to see you when you're here. So this Of course. Uh, thank Next you for summer, inviting right? me to uh, this wonderful show. And uh, it was very nice for me to be part of it. Thank you. You've been listening to my conversation with Ludovic Bayer. I hope you'll join me next time when I talk with another creative person about how jazz inspires their life and work. I'm Judy Carmichael, the host and producer of Jazz Inspired. My production engineer is Curtis Heidolf. You can listen to Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired on all podcast platforms and at jazzinspired.com. Our opening music was Airmail Special, and the mid-break music is a smooth one from my CD, High on Fats and Other Stuff. The closing music is Old Fashioned Love from my CD trio. I'm on piano with Mike Hashem on sax and Chris Flory on guitar. Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is sponsored in part with generous support from our listeners and Paige at 63 Main in Sag Harbor, New York, serving organic microgreens and vegetables grown on their own energy-efficient indoor and outdoor aquaponic farms. Better taste, happier planet. Visit Paige at 63 Main at opentable.com. And please tell your friends about Jazz Inspired and help us spread the word. For more information, visit jazzinspired.com or judycarmichael.com. <laughs>